to the South Congress Podcast Fan by Fan Show for AMC's Preacher. I'm Cameron. I'm joined by Travis. Travis, how's it going? What's happening, Cam? Man, you know, um, this has been it's been an interesting week, you know, for our for our Sunday night show. Um, and I'm not sure quite how much this crosses over. And I say that because, like, you know, different Facebook groups and stuff I'm in, it didn't even click on the radar. But like, we just came off of one of the biggest television nights in, in a while, as far as I can remember. Yeah. Um, you know, Game 7 of the NBA Finals, highest-rated game since Jordan's last Finals. Um, it's hard to believe. Yeah, you had a big... Uh, well, you know... It, like there haven't, there haven't I, been I, two stars to kind of, you know, come together. Jordan's Jordan, like, you know. Yeah. But there haven't well, here's been, the thing, like, yeah. people you know, who aren't related to me or know me, don't watch San Antonio Spurs play basketball. So, you know, they played Miami back-to-back in the finals. And one of those went seven. And, you know, it it didn't quite, uh, it it didn't do those numbers. No, I know what you mean. Like, me personally. Yeah, you were. I mean, we've had, but I mean, we've had, you know, Lakers-Celtics, which you think, you know, would rival that. Um, Pete Kobe and PG. you know big three out there, um, yeah. But still. But um, yeah. Uh, and I think you know personally. Sorry, in, a lot, in, in a lot of different ways for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. 
uh, beyond. There were there were legacies on the line. There were, you know, you have the uh, team with the all-time regular season wins record. And personally, like, I underestimated Steph Curry's star power, in fairness. Like, I genuinely did. Because, I mean, I, I like, I enjoy watching him, but, you know, that's that, that's a whole conversation for another time about, you know, the two of those against each other and their differences. Um, We had that. We had, you know, WWE Money in the Bank, um, which I was watching those both simultaneously. Um, but, you know, outside of that, you had, you know, Battle of the Bastards on Game of Thrones, which everybody was psyched for. Yeah. And then um, and then we had this little thing we call Preacher. So these were all happening at the exact same time. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, in the, that's same the, space. That's the things that we are necessarily interested in. There's, so, yeah. of course, I'm sure there was, like, some kind of, like, something on, like, TLC that, you know, yeah. Sunday night, you know... Uh, other demographics and other kind of stuff. So I'm sure there were other big things, a big ABC, you know, I don't know, scandal or something. Uh, well, no, it's summer, but, but whatever. Something was probably else. Maybe countering basketball. You know how other shows do to get the at, yeah. at, absolute opposite demographic. Like while everybody's watching the Super Bowl, it's like figure skating on ESPN. So yeah. No, exactly. So yeah, it was um, it was a big night. I I enjoyed you know as much of it as I could while I could because it was like it was sensory overload. I sent you uh, I sent you the video of uh of Faye with me on Snapchat freaking out over the game and just like getting up and leaving the room at different times because yeah. I was so psyched about it. You know, so it was uh, it was great, man. Um, before we go too far, um, a couple of things, man. I want to shout out uh, shout out our man Chuck Taylor, man. Um. You know, without knowing all the details, like I, I love that we had the chance to, to kind of help somebody get on. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, Chuck is the guy who does our illustrations. So the uh, the big fan by fan logo, uh, pattern, pattern after the Flash is uh, symbol. He did that one for us, and the preacher one that you guys are probably seeing on your uh, on your iPhones, uh, Galaxy phones, or computers, or however you listen now. He did that too. The uh, the drawing of me and Trav depicted as uh as Jesse and Cassidy. So um yeah, was uh was randomly on Twitter one day, came across um somebody looking for a cartoonist, and you know Chuck Chuck's uh been a cartoonist for a while, and you know I I put his name on top of it. He saw the mention, and he ends up getting a gig. And apparently um it's I, not exactly exactly how he described it. I forget, but basically he's like, I, this isn't gonna put me in in the penthouse, but it'll really keep me out of the poorhouse. <laughs> for lack of a better way which, of saying it which is so uh, yeah a good thing yeah man so so salute chuck man we um uh, we definitely don't take don't take credit for that man we we put a name on a on a tweet and luckily he has the uh the talent to back up uh to back up our ads our mentions as it were so yeah man salute chuck um you know with that being out of the way man we are on our fourth episode of preacher Okay. Um, something we talked about, I think the last episode of Flash, was that uh, we wanted to get, uh, we wanted to get, you know, guests on here. You know, people who were familiar with, uh, with the source material and were interested in the show. So, Trey, this is like our somewhere between our 40th and 45th episode, and we finally got a guest. Yeah, and for for a show like Preacher, especially with a, a 10 episode, 10 or 13. I think it's 10. ten. I think okay. they have a 10-episode so, yeah, so deal. With a 10-episode uh, run for, for the season one, it's a condensed, um, 
very genre specific is is what I'm looking for, but it's a it's a thing that you know someone's like all about. Like yeah. You can find yeah. oh, preacher, that's my jam, and I'm all into the backstories and the stuff that the the sidebar stuff and and everything. Uh, Flash, it's just a, it's a 22 episode, 25 episode mainstream thing on network TV. Yeah, sure, everybody knows who the Flash is. Superhero runs really fast. Um, but this is made for guest appearances by folks that are uh, particularly excited about uh, yeah. the show. And to borrow, a, to borrow a phrase from our NXT godfather, it's, it's for an ardent fan. You know, this is it, – it's a boutique show. It's a vanity show. Like, it, by, by definition, like, this is something um, – what Seth Rogen and Adam Goldberg have been pushing on for years and years and finally got somebody who would make it for him, you know? So, so, you know, with that kind of dedication from a fan with the clout to make it, you know, also attracts, you know, fans of the source material who, um, you know, who have been waiting for something like this to come along. So, um, you know, enough of our talking without further ado, I want to introduce, uh, our listening audience to, uh, my pal, Danny, Danny, how's it going? Hey, good, except my headphones just crapped out right at the intro. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, can hear, I can hear you just Thanks, fine. That's fantastic. Universe! Yay! <laughs> I told you it would be my dog so, yeah, who um, it up, but nope, technology again. There we go. Uh, so, it's interesting how this came about. We, um, when we first start, talked about doing the show and even beforehand, a friend of mine was interested in getting on, and that kind of had the wheels turning for us having guests on. And I think, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, kind of how it worked out, Danielle. It was, um, like you just kind of were, you were asking about the show, like if if I had been watching it or something to that effect. And I just threw out the link for the show, and then you listened to it. You were like, "Hey, this is I can kind of get down with this." Is that is that more or less how it well, happened? I talked shit first because I said that you were just pandering and trying to get me to listen to your podcast. Uh, you you did say this, <laughs> which you did not deny. This is yeah, I listened to it, yeah. and you know, I, I I didn't really listen to a lot of podcasts, but I really enjoyed hearing other people's opinions and thoughts. And I'm already that kind of nerd that likes to go down the rabbit hole as far as like theorizing and analyzing. And so hearing y'all talk about preacher, especially with Trav not knowing much about it, it was fun hearing that. Mm dynamic between y'all with flash and then into something that i was already really into mm -hmm. so so let's so let's go there um tell us about your experience with uh, with the source material with preacher so i'm not a big normal comic reader um most of the stuff that i've gotten really into is like the vertigo stuff so you know mm -hmm. sandman and um uh, preacher and unwritten and kind of the the less superhero stuff and so I first read Preacher probably five or six years ago. My now husband recommended it, and I just burned through the whole thing. Um, it was one of those where you bought the first volume and then went back to the store and bought, like, two through ten. Um, and I've probably read it three or four times since, and it's just it's one of the most bizarre, twisted, funny, strange comics I've ever read, and I've never... I've never come across anything like it before or since. So hearing it was made into a show was really like, how the hell are they going to do this on TV? Yeah, it's um, and and kind of the thing about it, 
and, and I'm um you know as much as I like pre- preacher, I, I swear by Lucifer. I think it's so good, and it's you know it's heavy fantasy. You know, there's like you said, like this isn't like typical comics. There aren't capes. We don't have capes and uh you know crazy origin stories. Well, we do have a crazy origin story with a special power, but not in the in the common sense of the word that you can get on uh you know get on the news for uh for saving a city block from giant monster. Like it's not gonna work out like that. Um, you know, I, what do you think as far as this goes? Because, um, like I, I said it even on the show. I don't watch the Fox version of Lucifer because I'm so tied into the source material. Deviation would, I feel like it would kill me. Um, you know, us already being four episodes in, they've already taken some real liberties with characters, um, like their characters' origins, characters' motivations, uh, being... Being that we come from, we might not be like five years, five years removed from people saying, you know, I don't like that they changed this from the comics. And now, as the movies are getting better and shows are getting better, people are more okay with that. How do you feel so far about how they've deviated characters from uh, the source material? I've got really mixed feelings. And this is why I sent you a comment, like, people are going to hate me, because I am not fan that everybody hate. I hate this fan. The fan that's like, oh well, it said he was from this town, but he's actually from this town. Yeah. Um. Uh-huh. So like, like I, I feel like Cassidy is amazing. Like it's the most inspired casting. The dude is straight out of the comics. He's great. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. And I've gotten more okay with Jesse. I just I don't understand what they're doing with Tulip. And I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. uh, veer into spoiler territory and be really careful about that. But it's not just her character being different, but their dynamic is completely different. And it's definitely not a spoiler to say this trio is are they're the main characters, and Cassidy's kind of the crazy one, and Tulip is kind of the one in the comics that balances Jesse out. But Tulip's just as bad shit as Cassidy in the show. Yeah, yeah, and, and like. An observation that a friend of mine made was, like, why is Tulip so comfortable holding a gun? Because, you know, in the comics, holding a gun freaks her out. Like, she's, <laughs> she's not capable of that. She's, um, not, not that she shows ass in the comics, but, you know, she has real-world fears, and she's timid about things that would make people timid. And even her relationship with, with Jesse is, is more strained to the point that, you know, she's not trying to lure him back in, in the comics necessarily. Like, she's frustrated with him from the beginning. And now, <clears throat> it's more like she's trying to pull him away from this thing he's trying to go to. So, so, it, so it's different. It, it really is. She's, she's way more of a femme fatale here on the show. Right. Um, My biggest concern so yeah, is it, it I feel that. like they're getting really bogged down in Anvil. And, and the greater story of Preacher is huge and epic and awesome. And... You know, it, it's interesting, Travis, hearing you kind of react to it and, and the characters and, and all that. You know, and they're definitely bringing this town to life. But as a, a comic reader, I'm like, get to the good shit. Like, yeah. you're in the same town. Like, get on the road. Do something. And so I'm trying. Yeah, and it's like they. Try not to let that bother me. I was going to say, they, they, have, um, they have 10 episodes. And so I'm like. They're, they might be here all 10 episodes, I feel like, so I can really see like that happening. when you're talking about the Game of Thrones thing, I feel like I'm watching Daenerys sit off on the other side of the world for five seasons, like, get on a dragon and go do something. It's the same feeling. Yeah. It's atrocious. Ugh. 
And and you know, there's also face to face sex on this show, just like she used to have. <laughs> so yeah. Um so and, and here's an observation that I made kinda early on. The show is to me, and I say the show, but the comic to me, so this and Lucifer and to a point Sandman was really about man's relationship with God. And, you know, in Preacher specifically, it's, you know, his legit pursuit of God. Right. You know, they're like you say, get on the road. Like like go do what you're gonna do. Um so I think they're tackling the same things, but the biggest difference is they're using Anvil as as you know kind of the playground to even pursue that and i think because of the amount of time they have to fill they try to do that with more than one character like uh right now uh queen cannon's my favorite character really you know he's i i think he's fascinating right now um i think jackie earl haley one is doing a great job but um you know as we'll get into this episode and and let's not take too much more time to get there but as we get into this episode i think you really see you know, um, his relationship with God specifically. And, uh, you know, you kind of have a guy who's presented as an ardent atheist. Like, a, he has a fervor about his disbelief. And he's also trying to maintain control of this town where, in some ways, you can consider him God. Because he has that power over this over this place. So, yeah, right now, he's my favorite. Um... But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like again, this show is about being on the road. It's about a chase. It's about hijinks and encountering crazy characters. And right now, they're they're kind of doing it at the home base as opposed to getting on the road. Again, I wouldn't be shocked if they were here until episode seven, eight, nine, just because <clears throat> of the amount of time they have to work with. But uh, you know, en- enough about what's going to happen in the future. Let's uh, let's get in here to uh, to episode four, entitled Monster Swamp. Uh, do you guys watch the uh, – and I know, Travis, we've talked about it. Did you guys see this week's kind of preview with all the crazy snapshots of things that are going on? Okay, so, like, when it opened, I still wasn't quite sure what was going on. But I think sometime between the point where the girls were hiding out in the storm drain and he pulled out the gun, I was like, oh, okay, they're going to shoot these girls with paintballs. Really? Now, maybe, you picked up on that that quick? No, I think because I'm kind of, I come from backwoods stock. <laughs> like, it, it made <laughs> sense to me. I was like, oh, they're, they're, I, they're, I don't know how that made sense because the, it, it wasn't a paintball gun. You know, it was a right, but I think because it was a rifle, I knew it was a paintball gun, if that makes any sense. He had it wrapped up in his truck. Who doesn't have a paintball yeah. gun? People who work for the meat and power company in jumpsuits and hang out at whorehouses. Excellent they, point. They probably have to find ways to make their days interesting. Clearly. Yeah. So, like, again, they, we have the the uh, red light special Anvil Hotel. <laughs> and then the school bus is driving by when it yeah. opens up because, of course, and like, he's trying mist, to figure out his life. Yeah. It's, like, foggy as hell. It's, like, what is this? This is, like, I, was, this is, I did not catch on in the until mascot. he blasted her. In the yeah, I felt uh, straight well, out of well, a horror movie. Once she like kind of was like okay, I was like oh all right. Well, and her drunk know. uncle is in the street. Like there there aren't four streets in this town, but I swear <laughs> people like don't know what's what's going on with each other. But yeah, the uh, the light goes out and she's running in, and the fact that she's in her underwear and boots like there's just there are things 
she 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 was I mean I was rooting for her uh, obviously not yeah. knowing what was going on I'm like run girl run yeah like you know, but she she was she was on it even when even when she got denied in the drainage uh, thing uh, she did let it deter she just yeah she was like gotta keep going gotta keep moving yeah but then she didn't and that's what she got going she stopped to catch her yep. They played it up for tension, though, man. She was running like somebody was going to kill her. But she's moving. Yeah, she's... But once she then, stopped, though, and, like... And turned around and looked at him? Me, no, no, no. You still didn't oh. know there was a guy. I was like... I was like, oh, okay. She feels rather safe that she didn't... You know, you usually don't let breath... You know, you, you if you're running for your life, you run until you collapse and can't run. You're not going to... Let me stop and... Sit. So I kind of, like, let off a little bit. Like, what's happening? And then when he showed up and her reaction to having a gun put in her face, I was like, oh, okay, this is clearly a thing that they're doing. Also, I, I, I will I will call shot. bullshit on her reaction when he shoots her because paintballs hurt. Hurt, yeah. No, that's why... No, and proof that paintballs hurt, that's why the other girl fell. <laughs> she took... She ate that paintball yeah, and was that's done. That's right. That's right. Face plant. <laughs> and it was almost going. as if uh, it, it, they, they played it up not just for tension but in, in the kind of horror aspect, but like a predator type thing. What weapons are they using? Yeah. It was just silent and like, wait, what the and hell? She's got, of course, red paintball. And yeah, she's hands on her knees, shirts dirty in her Uggs, and he steps up in his work boots. And she looks up at him, and there's fear on her face, but fear like, oh, this is going to suck. <laughs> she gave herself up and was like, yeah. all right, and then he shot her anyway. And she's yeah. like, damn it, Jim, or whatever. And yeah, then, you got me Clive, because of course. Oh, what his name be Clive? Buckwheat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? And pop, ooh, popped her. And yo, she just took just enough of a step back from that paintball hitting her, and woo! Thunk. And guys, she, she fell into a shithole. <laughs> no, that's what it was. Like, she quite literally fell into a shithole. And he looks down there, and, and... Way too nonchalant for my liking. Yeah, and, and maybe they don't... Like, you, you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, like, maybe they don't know she's dead at first. Well, she probably... She wasn't. You clearly heard, yeah. like, her struggling. Yeah, she probably just can't breathe in that, you know, pool of feces. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> my goodness. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, I guess quite the interesting opening. That That's a cold opener. With. Yeah. Yeah, good God. Like, I, I love that the mascot and the uncle in the school bus were just all in that scene. The mascot is just like, oh, okay, so it's going to be like, the mascot is the... He's, the he's actually the narrator. No, he's the guy, <laughs> no, 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 he's the guy doing the robot in season two of the Chappelle show. Like, you just okay. don't know when he's going to come along. <laughs> he's going to wander into the No matter what scene Nothing they're to do doing. With the scene. Yeah. yeah. Just this guy, and it's like, damn it, this damn prairie dog saved the oh. savages, you know, prairie, new new mascot jerk, just walking around with his head on. Like, it's Texas. Like, I, I know it's hot under that thing. Like, yeah. You do. So, yeah. So, in, in a past life, guys, I was, uh... I was a Sunday school secretary and a church usher, so I empathize with the scene that they're showing here. Um, you know, he, he's lining up the books, and my, my dad wasn't a preacher. Thank goodness, because that sounds even more stressful. But uh, yeah, he's pouring out the wafers. He's getting the Bible and hymn books out. He's opening the wine because they drink real wine in the country, and opening up the doors. Um, I, I really. Yeah. I have definitely yeah. handed out some pamphlets in my day. Yeah. Yeah. 
and the thing about like the um yeah giving out the programs is basically like finding out who you should and shouldn't give it to because you you're almost like the bouncer at that point like somebody has to be old enough for you to give them one like you don't give them to everybody your age because they don't read them unless they're trying to figure out how fast the sermon's going to be um but yeah it's dead and then you notice there's a full congregation Every seat's, like, filled. They're to the brim at this point. To the point where there aren't any... Yeah, and, like, here's how many people there are. There aren't children inside the uh, inside the sanctuary. Because there's probably so many people that the children go to Sunday school. Yeah, the yeah. contrast here between the town now... Like, it's all well lit in this scene. Everything looks mm-hmm. clean. It's all And uh, you know he watches We're his dad preach. Fresh yeah. and painted and kept up and kept up. No sepia filter on this scene. And you almost get like exactly like this is actually his inner thought process that he's thinking about as this is going on. Because then you cut to Jesse with his head down, kind of looking up. Danny, let me ask you, um, what do you think about his haircut? It's intense, man. Uh, it's very intense. <laughs> there is and some even, serious product. Like what? Yeah. What product is that preacher buying to do that? Yeah. Like even Travis was saying, um, you know, seeing the uh, like seeing the covers for the comics and all that, that his hair in the flashback was closer to his hair in the comics. Let's just be real. Jesse in the comics has a jerry curl. Yes, he actually has a he is a mullet jerry. He's the A.C. Slater. That was 1994 <laughs> looking real yeah, good. He is the A.C. Slater <laughs> back then. He really does. Um, so, yeah, but then Jesse looks up and, of course, Cassidy's behind him in almost clothing. I just yeah, love so him. He's just so good. He's he's very good, and it's it's kind of a dynamic between like you know Jesse being the uh, you know his dad's right hand man, and then his dad being the preacher, and him and Cassidy almost have that same relationship because Cassidy is pretty much a child at this point, and like he's in pajamas and a robe, and and he's trying to explain to him in some type of weird drunk Irish high talk about the two guys that he had to kill to keep him alive. And he's not getting his point across at all, which is why Jesse's really not paying attention to it. Yeah, he's not doing a very good job of, uh, of explaining. Somebody comes with a bloody chainsaw. Um. Yeah. And what do you, um, like, I was telling Travis last week, I was like, yo, um, Cassidy might sell him out pretty quick, but that does not seem to be the case. Yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised that he came to him, and even in his ridiculous kind of way, but he's trying to give him a heads up on what's what's going on. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I don't want it to be like, a, well, you didn't understand what I was saying, so I sold you out. Like, no, make him understand like, if, if, you, if that's what you really want to do. I think the thing with Cassidy, too, is he is genuine. Even if he's genuinely a shitty person, Yeah. he's never, he doesn't fake it. Like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go get high. I'm going to, I killed these guys. Like, everything is just kind of like, yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're not even talking about how he's clearly smoking weed out of an apple. And <laughs> he's like, is that an apple pipe? <laughs> yeah, he, like, he's Maybe clearly it's, doing this. It's pot, but I'm not even sure. It's, it could be. I think he else. tells him it's attic insulation, doesn't he? Oh, oh my God! Yes, he does. Yeah. And so then, of course, he comes outside in the uh, in, the in, the, in the Asian hat and the uh, poncho. Yeah, in the poncho. The serape. Doing his I, best. I, uh, I appreciate how it's not the the trope of he just and I said it last week like he's a vampire and he can't be in the sun, but he can be 
in the daylight. Like he doesn't yeah. have to be in some damn sarcophagus, sarcophagus, uh, you know, to, until the sun sets. Completely. Yeah. He's in the church. Rays are coming through the window. He just kind of dodges them, uh, kind of subtly, subtly. But again, he's outside. He just had to yeah. put some protective covering. But why isn't his face on? SPF uh, forty ish. It's, uh, it's like, oh, that is probably exactly what you know, yeah. vampirism or whatever would be if it was a, you know, if it was a thing. And it wouldn't be uh, Triple H and Parker Posey in all black and biker helmets, so they can be out in public, like Blade Three. Always with the blade. Yeah, well, Blade, yeah, Blade comes up all the time. I'm like, aware. I watched it again because, because twice this week. you bring it up, Ken. Well, yeah, no. <laughs> I know. That's why I said it comes up with me. It, it's definitely not. Nobody's throwing the lob yeah, to Blade. Okay. <laughs> I'm finding ways to work Blade into conversations. Um, <laughs> but no, um, and then he tells him plainly as he gets in the truck. He's like, look, I'm trying to tell you, like, this thing you have, people are going to come looking for it. They want it. He's like, I'm going to give it to them. And then he just go, yeah, and then. Which which already st- would signal to me, like, he's already getting cocky. Like, he doesn't even understand what's going on inside of him. Yeah. But already he's like, and I'm going to give it to him. Like, yeah. buddy, you're and setting he does, himself uh, for a failure. He does compliment uh, Cassidy. Nice outfit, outfit. Too. Yeah. Just dismisses him. Yeah, but he's easily dismissed. Like, yeah. Jesse's whole demeanor is like, I got this. And it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very confident. Like Yo, you, you, you made one guy cut his heart out. Yeah. And you made you wiped the pedo's mind. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. um doesn't it seem like he's just gonna get a crush on her all over again? Oh yeah. Like yeah, who are you? Like his he was already enamored with her, not just not knowing who she was. Like new kids show up all the time on school buses. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he just said forget about her or forget her. He didn't say stop being a gross pedo. Yeah, because typically yeah. it's not just, uh, from what I understand, you don't just have that for one child. That, that's oh, no. Kind of a, yeah, that's yeah. like us saying uh, we like one, well, you can't better like one woman. But, yeah, I don't, you know, I like more than one woman. So. Exactly. So <laughs> let's get the uh, let's get the chains out, um, of course, provided by the Meat and Power Company. Um, so we have the sheriff the in the background. And yo, they pull her out, and she's just covered in feces. Ankle deep. I mean, ankle first. They yeah. Pull her out like a like a like a freaking cow. I mean, I guess. What I'm about to say like a cow, like a cow you're sending to slaughter. Cow or a horse that fell into it. And the thing is, nobody's gone home at this point. Um, and a couple of people like tulips come out. Of course, the sheriff had to come out, and they're just looking at it, and they're hurting, and the guys are like they can't even show emotion. All the, like all, all the, all the women and still in their, in their underclothes, maybe with a blanket, maybe not, are crying yeah. and emotional. And yo, so, uh, Quinn Cannon's assistant comes out with literally a soapbox, um, with a microphone. I so love this. It's everybody. like that old school toy you had as a kid. Yeah. With the microphone. And the, and the thing about it is, like, it's 2016 in this show. Yeah. Like, at the, at the. At the earliest, it's like He's maybe 2010. He's the because, worst. Because, like, I'm willing to say, like, okay, Tom Cruise died in Scientology. That could actually be from, like, five years ago. But this is still modern times. Right. Like, and he has, like you said, Danny, he has a toy that he's using to speak to everybody. And he's standing on a soapbox in front of 30 people. I love him standing up on that box. 
parts too. I, a I, as a short person, I appreciate that. <laughs> and B, like like him being like, I'm gonna stand up here and make this big pronouncement and be yeah. real awkward. Most horrible pronouncement, uh, announcement, whatever. It's it was, so it was, callous and it was gross. gross. Yeah. yeah, he's a gross person. I was, I want him to die. I, I, I'm, I, I can't. No, so I'm good. can't wait for him to die. As like, much as I, I have issues with them changing Tulip on this show, like this contrast of like this disgusting like slut shaming, and then her just being like, hell no, it's yeah. so nice. Yeah, and her not like, and the thing is, she she takes up residence in a whorehouse because her mom was a whore, but she still like she seems to want to preach like common like common decency to them, which is cool to the point where well we'll get there, but yeah. So no, he stands up on the box and let's let's go over exactly what he yeah, says. Yeah, I was going to say let's next to him. say what he's it, it was just so disinterested. He said, "Thank y'all for coming out today." <laughs> what? He said, "Uh, there's some lessons to be learned." And he says, first off, you boys need to watch your roughhousing. Because this is what can happen. Oh, and Tulip's eyebrows just go up. Yeah, and uh, you ladies, if, if you're going to be in If you're going to be out here in the middle of the night. Yeah, you need to watch where you're walking. And then he just cannot be brought to care. And doesn't even say bye. Just hands the mic back to her and he's out. And even the sheriff's looking at him like, you bastard. Like, how, how could you? And then he said, show's over. Golly. And he has to, like, reinforce what he said. And you assume that the, the couple standing off to the side is who found her or who helped them fish him out or something because they're just there. And then the madam is just like, well, come on. And Tulip is just radiating yeah. what the fuck right now. Yeah. yeah. And and then, and then the madam like, come on, Tulip. Like, yeah. let's go. And what do you expect? It's Chinatown. Which I didn't Such... yeah. Oh, it's a reference to the movie. Okay. At the end of Chinatown? Chinatown no. or Big Trouble in Little Chinatown? Oh. No, just Chinatown. Right? Okay. I'm not going to defend that point because if I'm wrong... Okay, who's, who stars in the movie? What, are we on Dead Loves Movies now? I don't remember. Jesus. It's not, it's not Patrick Swayze, is it? <laughs> oh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. No cop movie? No. That's I'm going to shut up. Big Trouble in Little Chinatown, I think. Somebody else. No, that's just it. Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, it's just Little China. Oh. My is he bad. Jack Nicholson in Chinatown? Probably. I feel like I'm going to get internet rape for getting oh. this wrong. And she's just staring back at her, and then it focuses in on her hands dripping shit. Ugh. Who gets paid to hose down the dead girl? 1974. Uh, and the sheriff has to do it. Like, the deputy has to do it. Mm. Ugh. And, yo, oh, so we go to, uh, what's what's her her name? It's not Karen, is it? I don't know. Something generic. It's secretary. We go to secretary's house, and our son opens the door. This is the just, be- I laughed yeah, so pooping. hard, I about pissed my pants. At this Yo, point. with her walking out, clearly didn't wash her hands. <laughs> but the little kid got open. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and to the point where he's so disinterested in her as a person that he doesn't know her son's name. And they Jimmy, spend Tommy. an inordinate amount, like an inordinate amount of time together. These, like him and her family, and doesn't even know the kid's name. Also, I just like to say that this woman's life is literally my own person, personal version of hell. Yeah, well, you know, dude, no, it's not. No, it's not great. But for me, 
for your no, yeah, no, no, for it, for it. No, I, I don't mean – I mean, what we're seeing now is not great. I agree with that. What I'm saying is, you know, it's going to play out a little bit later where, you know, she's uh, she has control over more things than it seems. She, she's – she she's the the queen of her castle to a point, Who's and that? like I friggin loser what, no, guy? well I did not see that coming. I'll go ahead and say that. Yeah. I, that was um. But look at that again, decor. Look at the apple on the kitchen wall. <laughs> look at no look at like one look at the size of the living room, which it's is like, not to like I'm not pocket shaming anybody, but damn, <laughs> there's no room to operate, and there are children there. She has a fucking just, dream catcher on her wall, bro. She does. Yes, she does. She, does. <laughs> oh. she absolutely does. Oh, she does have a nice Samsung uh, microwave, though. <laughs> Shout out to her. It's a very nice microwave. Oh. Um, yeah. And then, okay. So he comes in basically saying, you know, I know how we can drum up some business. And he wants to get a 55-inch flat-screen TV. She's like, like $1,000? <laughs> thing we can't afford. And she asks him outright, did you do something? So she's clearly familiar with his past to a point to say, hey, maybe he uh, came up on some money through nefarious means. Or maybe so, his TV fell off a truck if he has it already. She doesn't, you know, I don't think she. If so Jesse sense. in this, he acts like totally perplexed. And I've watched this episode a couple times and I still can't make up my mind. Like, is he so caught up in his own shit that he genuinely has no idea what she's talking about? Or is he playing dumb? Now, you mean as far as, like, past life or as far as, like, her being interested in him? Well, she's like, no, when she's like, well, did you do something? He's like, yeah. do something? What? Yeah. Well, I think I think he likes to think that everybody thinks the best of him. Like, he emulates his father to the point where, like, he's so used to pushing Tulip off for asking about things like this. I think he just thinks that's how people see him as yeah. the good preacher. So, yeah. And, yo, so this right here, when he says, you don't need to worry about me, not now, not anymore, okay, and he leans in, and she can't even make eye contact with him, and he leans over, mouth agape, and pulls a Band-Aid from the back of her neck. Oh, girl. Yeah. Even yeah. with that hair, though, he he's pretty, I will say. He's, he's a handsome man. He's, uh, there's there's no, um, yeah, uh, no, no dispute in that. Yeah, no. She's not, um, yeah, she's not dumpster diving at all. <laughs> yeah. All right. And she's just, oh, she's throwing it at him, and he is just not, his hands aren't even up. But like Danny said, or like you asked of Danny earlier, is it, is he oblivious, or is he just playing oblivious? He just seems so aloof. He really does. Like, even when, even when he's out drinking, he seems to be preferring his own company. Well, and he's obviously, I mean, I think his intentions are good, but he's like, oh, yeah, you're working a double and you have four kids and you're a single mom. Go ahead and just go to the store that's open till 11 and do some shit for me. That was, yes. That was a jerk move right there. Oh. Yes. Yes, he is not. Like, I think um, they stay open till 11. Like, yeah, he's not that pretty. You didn't, you didn't take. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, maybe he is uh, oblivious to her feelings because he clearly didn't take the hint. But as soon as he mentioned Cassidy, like, oh, I'll get Cassidy. She's like, oh, no, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah. It's, yeah. She's smart. Yeah. So it's interesting, um, you know, the, the way he reacts to everything. Like, we live in the time of the megachurch. You know, we have our uh, 
our Joel Osteens and our Creflo daughter, dollars, and uh, you know it's a big thing uh, out here. Um, it's interesting to where he's he's almost performing individual miracles. Um, he's interested in packing this church full of people, but he also seems annoyed at the idea of really spending one-on-one time with people. Like, it's almost a bother to him. Like, you look at him and Eugene talking. Um, like, of course, the thing with uh, with pedophile bus driver, which should bother him. Which, which was Eugene? The, the guy with R- the face. face. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, and then... And yeah, like you said, even the guy with uh, even the guy with the heart. But he deserved like, it. He was just a pain in the ass. Yeah. But, but like, I'm still saying like, which is which I understand, but it's kind of his job to listen to the little oh, problems right, of the little right. man. Right. Yeah, so, but he listened to them. Him. Like, okay, I get it. Thanks, Ted, or whatever. Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. Like, he seems like like he wants to to he wants the church to prosper, but. Is he actually interested in saving individual souls? It's kind of my thing, and, and that's what alludes to like the mega church ideal. Like, I don't, I don't know who goes to these large churches and spends real one-on-one time with their pastor. You know what I mean? It's um, just an interesting dynamic. So, when we open back up, we're, we're in Flashback City again. We have a really ethnic tulip now. <laughs> really. <laughs> Really ethnic tulip. Oh, I did not even put that together. Yeah. I did not. Okay. I yeah. just was like, those are some bad ass kids. No, that, that's Cree summer hair tulip. Hey, look, as a girl who grew up with some curly hair, yeah. she's doing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's a cute kid. And I mean, she got the, you know, she hit Sally's and got a... Uh, you know, got the right wave cream to wear her hair's a bit uh, a bit finer now. I used to gel my shit back into an olive oil Popeye style bun, so she's to, doing great. You're just meeting these people. You don't have to tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, so he doesn't even get the the cigarette. He doesn't even get He's it. He's just hanging out there with him. Yeah. When it's starting to be handed to him, his dad snatches him right up and he's like, Oh, I gotta bust that ass. Okay, do you guys... Okay, so you see the captions. You hear the song in the background, right? It's Are you like see that? perfect. It's like about getting... Uh... It's about smoking pot. And oh. heed what they teach you in the Sunday school. Switch yeah. snapping. Switch snapping. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I love that he's getting beat with a switch. Yeah. In front of like his real friends. real country stuff. Yeah, yep, and, he's, I mean, just and like... he leaned over and took it, too. Pause. Switch snaps. Yeah, they just watching like, damn, homie. And Tulip's genuinely concerned with what's going on with him. I also feel weird about them growing up together, but ugh. yeah, like it's it's yeah, it wasn't a fly by night thing. There, oh. we've known each other since we were little. Uh, right, right. So yeah, we see these with things don't affect again. me. Yeah, because yeah, uh, for, for it's all face value. Yeah. yeah, that's when my inner nerd starts going, but it's not the same. Yeah. Okay, so he's contemplating, and then we go back to so so. Tell me what you think about these guys, about these 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 uh, heaven agents, for lack of a better way of saying it. Cassie's interaction with them is so good. Yeah, it's because so they're, good. They're so business, and he's so like he's a grifter, you know, like he's <laughs> like the way he's talking to them, and they're very straightforward with what they want, but. Like, I love how their plot kind of plays out because I think that really ties into um, 
I, and I, it's funny. I was just reading this issue, Danny. There's one where I think it's the Saint of All Killers comes across two similar guys who try to um like what do they do basically? Like they try to give him the uh, like high and mighty oh from heaven speech, and he basically I don't know if he shoots at one or hits one, but they immediately fall out of it and kind of have to admit that they're there and aren't supposed to be there and got caught with their hand in a cookie jar. For lack of a better way of saying it, right. So yeah, these guys are kind of kind of filling that void. Um, and he tells them the song too. So when they when they encounter Cassidy, he's like, "You said you would bring us to him, or you bring him to us." He's like, "No, I said I'd talk to him for you," which I think he did say he'd bring yeah. him to him. Oh. But <laughs> but no, um, he's like, "I'll talk to him for you," and they they tell him what the plan is. These guys and are the easiest marks ever for Cass yes. too. Yes, because they think people are genuine. Well, and also yeah. you can tell they do a good job of playing up the whole, like, no, I'm I'm totally human. This is how humans act. No, yes. They're actually, yes. They're doing great at being robots, uh, <laughs> aliens. Hum- this, uh, this human skin is getting itchy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so they're asking them what they're going to pay. It's like payment as in money. And Cassidy's like, no, nah, I want all them drugs, bruh. Jesse has a weakness for controlled substances. Uh, China white, black beauties, reds, blues. I want them real uh, drugs and, and opiates. Opiates are a particular weakness. Really, a great honking armful of drugs. <laughs> and they just look at him. The guy they just stares no at him idea. with his mouth open. Like, yeah, he said, "Or money, or do. money." And he just gives them his wallet and is like, well, what do you need? Yeah. He just takes it all. Yeah, because I don't have identification in here. <laughs> like, I, look, I'm trying to pause and see what else is in there. Like, there, it looks like a credit card, a library card, and uh, something like a, a business card he got at Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, he takes, t- hands him the wallet, takes the money, gives him the wallet back, he puts it back in his jacket. And again, like, even from the beginning, they're dressed so Texas. To that the point tie. where nobody would actually wear that. The bolo tie? Yeah, like, nobody actually. And even the way the other guy walks is so unnatural. You know so who they move like? Like you said, like this, this human suit, they move like uh, like Edgar and Men in Black. Oh my god, I almost earlier said Edgar's skin is hanging off your bones. I yeah, almost made that there reference. you go. <laughs> I love how Cassie ducks out and looks around the corner to make sure. He's like, I don't trust him. Hey, you, you probably shouldn't. He says, yo, well, the, the one bald one says, uh, when will you be back? He's like, soon. And then the tall, awkward one steps up to him all creepy. He's like, be specific. Cassidy yeah. goes, very soon. There you go. And he's like, yo, okay, so he pulls out the uh, the, the, uh, the space phone, which is, oh, like, I, I love, like, the tech that they use here. And he says, you know, I tell him what's going on. He's like, if they find out we're down here without permission. So now the story becomes, were you the guys that lost the thing? Is that what you got from that tribe? Because I, I, I know the answer, but I'm going to shut up. Yeah. yeah no, I, I, I didn't until Cam just said it. I just th- I initially thought, oh, they're like on some, like maybe some mission. Like, hey, hey, if we can capture this thing and bring it to such and such, we'll have all kinds of favor. But mm. we're not supposed to be here. That's what I took it from it, but it makes so much more sense that they lost it. It's domicile, all that crap with the coffee can, 
It's like, oh yeah, they had this thing. Somebody elbowed it off the table, the lid opened, and it was out. <laughs> and now they, yeah. they're on this global mission, <laughs> you know. They, you know, and somewhere in Africa, the great, you know, content continent of you know, two billion people, uh, somewhere in Africa, uh, uh, chasing it all over, and it ends here and settles here. Actually, it didn't end there; it just settled in, in preacher because it you know, didn't explode. Well, there's so much shit in the show. Like, there's been little teasers in past episodes that are references to stuff that book readers know are a really big deal. And I always watch it because I listen to y'all. I'm thinking, like, what the hell does Travis think is going on right now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have no clue. I said that last week. I said last week's show was the first show where – episode three where I went, okay, like, I'm, I, I can stop asking what is this about? Like, what's happening? Who are these people? Why are they acting like that? Like – I can kind of, uh, you know, piece things together, and at least in a piecemeal way, it's like, oh, okay, at least I get, I get who this person is, why they're doing it, what, what the motivation, at least sort of is. I'm not completely in the dark. And okay. this episode four was even more like seeing, uh, like the stuff with Tulip's mom, you know, like, oh. She was raised in the, oh, okay, mom was upstairs doing, so boy, she's a, <laughs> sheesh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you can just imagine, like, living in that environment, the things that possibly and probably happened to her, or at least that she's seen. Um, so yeah, you just got to go deeper into into the people's characters. More was, another layer was taken off of, 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 some, of, of some of the characters. How high is Cassidy right now? <laughs> that little eye roll. Oh, I can't tell if that's because he lo- he liked the little bump of the residue of the coke he had on his hand, or, or the because he's, he's getting, getting a blowjob. Right. I feel yeah. like that's not mutually exclusive. Yeah, yeah. it's all uh, it's all carrying. Yo, they got three lines set up. The pills spread out. There's a needle right there. I'm pretty sure that's some weed in a baggie. Which all should the be there? Seriously. The weed. Yeah, get out of here with that. You got some damn, <laughs> you got booze, 800 kinds of different pills, obviously coke, something going in the needle. You are not, she's at least smoking the joint. Like, all right. But I, I thought that was like. That's the part of the show that is impossible for you? <laughs> yeah, because like some junkie and you're like t- t- piddling with some pot. Get out of here. I mean, you, yeah, like, think about how many drugs he has to take to feel anything. Right, he's going to smoke a joint or a blunt or do a bowl hit? I don't think so. He's going to just, just that's eat why all it the is, weed That's why I bag. assumed with that apple, I, for not personal reasons, but when I think of the apple pipe, I think of uh, mescaline. Me- mescaline, yeah. That's what I immediately think of because I knew old head dudes that talked about that like Vietnam. But, uh, yeah, so when you said weed, like, oh, I just was like, I don't see Cassidy as a, you know, pot-smoking kind of guy. The guy was drinking the coolant of the AC unit. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to spark a dube up. So, do you guys notice the, uh, with the nine-person family portrait on Queen Cannon's, uh, desk? I noticed that, and I, I did I'm trying to freeze it because I want to see what's going on with that. I was so excited that he was playing Cubert that I kind of missed the yeah, rest of it. Yeah, playing Cubert on Is the oldest computer in ever the, made. In that, in that I show? think that's supposed to be him in the foreground. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, like him, 
you know, uh, before the age got to his face. Um, but they're deep, and it's and you know what? It probably is a picture from like 20 years ago because look at all the big hair and the side ponytail. Mm-hmm. Look at the the the, 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 the ski jackets. The, yeah, oh, that's exactly. That's so like 91 that that these people. This is Saved by the Bell all day. Yep. Um, so you think that's him in the Cuba. front on the right? Oh, I and this is everything on the far right. And now that I'm taking, I didn't freeze it. I didn't really notice the picture on the first watch. Uh, so something either happened then or right around that time. Because look at his computer. Everything seems to be like from that, from that era. The, the, and you know what's funny? He had earlier, maybe even older. But. So he has, he's playing Cubert, but the software is new. And you know the software is new because it has that thing where, like Trav, think about when we're watching WWE Network, and it's a show from like '98. Yeah, yeah, because you can't fit it on the whole screen. So this is newer, newer tech. Like it's a, it's a, okay. I, I, yeah. just, I just thought because I don't remember that game. I mean, I, I, I remember it, but I don't remember like playing it or what it looked like uh, too much. But yeah, now that I have it, yeah, paused, so this like, is the shareware. Yeah, that's definitely like, oh, that's just filler because yeah, it wasn't meant to be on. But that's a tiny little monitor. It's not like the monitor's giant, so I don't know. But that's a good catch, though. So your man, the mayor, comes in. And he's making small talk with him. And this was my favorite part because, of course, like, Danny, did you catch they shouted out Threadgills? Yes! Yeah, so Trav, that's a restaurant a block off South Congress because that's how these things work. Oh, I thought, I said, you know what, I wonder if that, if that, because he said Austin, so my ears mm-hmm. peaked up. And I was like, I wonder if that place exists. Yes, Threadgills so. is a very, Threadgills is between South Congress and Hooters. It's been around forever. Yeah. That's that's like when we go to uh, uh, like Auditorium Shores, or when I take like Bishop to uh, to Town Lake, you're gonna pass Threadgills. Like it's all down that area. And and the mayor's such a cheery person, and you almost feel for him. And I, I ended know. up feeling re- I felt really bad for him towards the end of this episode. He reminds I, me of a friend of mine. I've got a friend of mine that's so painfully nice. Yeah. That, like, the second anybody seems upset, he almost gets, like, <laughs> yeah. I feel bad for him. Right. I couldn't, like, I thought this was, he wasn't intimidated. You know, by the, the story of that Quinn Cannon tells about, no. we just, we didn't talk about it, we just dealt with it, you know? It's like, uh-huh. knees are getting broken, murders are maybe happening, and the mayor just goes, Right, but the interest rates are yeah. slam dunk, and I'm like, this guy's a, a moron. Like, it's like you can't even yeah. like scare him. Even at the end of the scene, when he pees into he his briefcase, in the briefcase, right he's dead slanders. The, yeah, without yeah, the we Jesus, get maybe. Well, he kind of no, I mean, with the Jesus, he's no, sitting right up there in the church. church. Yeah, yeah. Into the... but no, and he's but he's really trying to sell him on it. He's like, yo, like I did meet with him, but yo, like. The, this is what's best for our town. Like, get along. And, and what you get is, it's not that Quinn Cannon's not going along with these guys because he thinks they're going to move him out. He's not going along with them because he's not going along with them, because he's a dick. Like, it is everything to do with not just maintaining, like, the financial aspect, but he wants to maintain his position. Like, his payout could very well be bigger than what he'd make staying in charge and he does For, not forever care. for the rest of yeah. like his foreseeable life and he'd yeah. be like no I'm, I'm, I'm good yeah 
I love that I love that the uh the Gorman brothers were a pork concern out of Los Cruces. Like that's one of my favorite uh names for a uh, for a company. Like if you play Tekken, like they have the uh what is it, the uh Machinima or not the Machinima, it's like uh the Mishima uh Zaibatsu or something crazy like that. Like I love when companies are called concerns. It makes them sound so important and dire. Um, but he's like, yeah. So my grandfather found out about these dudes trying to move in, and he took care of it. Took care of them. And yeah, like you said, he's kind of looking around. And he's like, I, I hear you, but we need this money. This is what's best for the town. Not afraid of you killing me. Like I'm just trying to do my job. I also feel like he's not scared because he's one of those people who's going to get screwed because he genuinely thinks everyone's as good as him. And he's going to learn that lesson real hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like it's definitely going to come back to haunt him. Um, because, like, again, later in the episode, he's he's doing a good deed, kind of, <laughs> for somebody. And he's not getting out of it what he wants. He's really trying to preach him on the money, like you said, though, Trav. Like, he's telling him, he's like, nah, but we really <laughs> need this. And yeah. listen to how, like, Queen Cannon is such a dick. He goes and takes a small glass of water. Like, water doesn't pass through your body like that. Yeah. He wants you to think it does. And downs it. Don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> I love the closed captioning. Right now I'm paused and it just says trickling. <laughs> oh, open. But, like, what are you... <laughs> well, with, with that, it just reminded me of petulant Stewie Griffin. When yeah. he demanded when... Lois, he's like, he's like, she's like, he, he, she did something he didn't like. He's like, now change me. Yeah, at and, the end and, of it, yeah. Life, and do the, the swirly thing. Don't you look at me. Yep. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, you, you know. And it's just like, I, and that's when I was like, oh, he, he's got to die. He's, I don't know who could, I, like, I don't know who could pee on one of my personal belongings and me just stand there. I, I don't know who it would take. Well, yeah, Bishop could do it. That, I mean, that, I, literally, that's, that, that's the extent of that yeah. list. It's like, no, you can't. I, I have to punch you in the face. I don't have a choice. It may come back to haunt me. But you can't piss on something I own. Yo, that burger does not look good to me. Even though I like rare burgers now, that burger doesn't look like all that to me. It's probably the cheese. And they say eh. two half, what is it, two half pound pieces? Jesus. Yeah. What is the it, the big, biggest? Biggest Texas burger. Biggest and he's looking at it, he's like, I don't have taste buds or a digestive system, but I want that burger. Like, Trav, I, I, I know you're not from Texas, but that is not very far off the mark. <laughs> from what they'll serve, yeah. You can find him if you look. Well, he's been de- he's eaten down here enough to know oh, yeah. that um, your portions are, um, yeah, they, they take care of you. And they, the marketing, the yeah. biggest Texas. Yeah, yeah. Hunger yeah, Buster. The, was that Dairy Queen, the Hunger Buster? Hunger Buster. Yeah. Oh. Yo. Oh, you mean with me right now, not globally. That's what I'd ask. Yeah. <laughs> You're not busting hunger. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's funny because the phone rings and they kind of glance at both phones. Like, don't answer that. But, but, and but wait, he realizes. But wait, Cam, before that, I think there's something to your, again, this is, now I'm watching it again, something to your, they lost it. The bald one is laying down in the bed just holding the can, coffee can yep. like just staring into it not longingly but like oh, like I wish whatever was in here what goes in here was in here already like so I, I am getting a, a, a re effed up kind of yeah. uh, 
kind of a feeling. Yeah. And so, yeah, my man's uh, stepping out for a minute after he gets his call. Got his jacket on. And, 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 and look, he leaves the room with confidence. He said, where are you going? Yeah, I'm hungry. There's no, and is not hungry, but is genuinely interested. And the dude's just looking at him with his mouth open like, like what? <laughs> oh, and they just have that. I need that phone. One biggest Texas burger, please. And the dude at the front desk says, sorry, um, we ain't got a restaurant or room service here. We got a vending machine. When, when, like, when, before they panned out, I just was like, wait, where is he? Like, this doesn't look like any kind of restaurant. And then they yep. pan out, it's like the front desk. I feel like that's most people visiting Texas, though. They feel like they can walk into, like, IHOP and be like, I want a Whataburger, please. Yeah, right? Okay, so here's the thing about that, though. He, um, it, it makes sense he would go there to ask food because here's what they know. They know they have to, they know where, where Jesse is. So they're going to go to church to get him. Can't find him that way. So then you go to the, um... What, you go to the sheriff, because he's who's in charge of security in the town, and let him know what you're doing, so as not to raise suspicion. On top of that, then you, um, you know, you know you have to sleep somewhere, so you get familiar with the idea of hotels. But I could see him, because it didn't say where that burger was on the TV, I see him going to the person at the hotel and being like, yeah, I want that burger. Um, and what's in the uh, vending machine? We got some Barnum's Animals, not to be confused with actual animal crackers. Um, we got some Doritos. Some. Uh, do you guys have Miss Vickers, Trav? Who? Are those are those national Miss Vickers chips? Oh, chips. Never heard of Miss Vickers. Okay, so they're I from see down combos. here. I see Fritos. I see Lay's. Yeah. And so I the, guess the, the one thing I don't know. The recognize. brown and the blue packaging. Those are okay. So the ones in the blue are the salt and vinegar Miss Vickers. Oh, and those then, are so good. Yeah, and then the what smoky barbecue. Bazooka Joe? That's not Bazooka Joe colors. It is. Well, it's Bazooka Joe gum. Yeah, Bazooka original gum. Yeah. Okay, the, oh, matter of fact, there's some regular salt Ms. Ms. Vickers over his shoulder. Now I want some of those chips. <laughs> I knew we so, were going to yeah. get food in here somewhere. Food is always going to come up. So, Hold yeah. up. Cam and a, those are snacks, Cam. You don't, you know, like, come on. I mean, I'm familiar with what they are. I just from, don't, don't know who choose to. show. Damn <laughs> Like, oh, oh, so it's um, a running joke on the other show that we do pretty much that I don't eat snacks because. Well, you check into the gym like four times every day on Facebook, so. Well, these are facts. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so she gets home. I check in with snacks four times a day. Check in with snacks. <laughs> I would like a big ass uh, Texas burger, please. Right, watching, yeah. watching Cheetos. Um, so, yeah, um, she's coming in with like the big, uh, she's dragging in the TV. The, a 4K Ultra HD. The, he didn't even say. I thought like, well, no wonder you spent a thousand bucks. You could have got yourself a nice 55-inch Vizio for like 400 bucks. Yeah. She was doing buying the high-priced Sony. Whatever. She was getting so, them, them, them Samsungs that. Uh, oh, it is Sony or whatever it is, because because it was weird that she had a Samsung microwave, then they had a Samsung commercial with Kristen Bell, but now it's a Sony TV. No, okay. Um. Yeah, so she drops a grand on a TV. Uh, but uh, did they say where she got the money from? I, when she came I wonder the TV, same thing. I was like, where'd she... So they... I took it as we have this money. We have that much money at the church. But once we spend this money, we don't have it's, any more money. Ah, okay. Right. 
So she's like counting quarters out of the donation plate. She's probably literally like, we have $1,200. I'm about to spend 1100 on this on this TV. So understand. And Cassidy drank all the wine. Yeah, yeah so we're going, to be, we're going with discount grape juice for the rest of the summer. You know, so. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so that's where she got the, okay, yeah, that answers that. Where she, got the money. she is yeah. the secretary and all that, mm-hmm. so that makes sense. So, yeah, so. You know, she's thanking him for, you know, taking care of him. He's like, we went over this. There's nothing I'd rather do than watch your children for you. And she tries to pay him like a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. When'd you get here? At 4.30? You were going to pay him by the hour and, like, really get it to the minute and everything? (laughs) Yeah. And then he's even saying, um, he's like, you're doing this, that, and the third, all for the preacher. You deserve a break. Which is him saying, I'm jealous of the time that he gets and the attention that he gets from you. And she's looking at him, and she's, you know, slightly taken aback, doesn't really know how to approach that. He pulls out a chair for her, pours her a glass of wine. Like, he's, oh, he's so nice. And, and they're having what seems like a good time. Like, they're having a good conversation. He's joking around. And then she just, lamb. But she enjoys it. Like, she appreciates the conversation. I'm never going to be with you. You know that, right? Ah. Uh... But I, I thought, I well, think they've you've played told me this, enough times. Sure. Yeah. Like, they just... played it so well, though. Like, they really did, because, like, one, you don't know that they have that strong of a relationship when they're talking at the restaurant. Like, even though he's around her. Then you see him babysitting the kids, so it could be, like, kind of a last-minute, you know, type deal. Um, but then, yeah, like, it does, like, get to that. And she's looking at the wine and can't grasp it, and she's even smiling. She's like, I'm never going to be with you. You know that, right? And with her eyebrows up, and he said, like you said, you told me enough time. Sure. And, yo, as soon as she says that, she stands up she and proceeds up, to pull them pants, pants off. And just it's, in the, the most unsexy. But there's no time to be sexy. Wait, wait, wait. I got kids. All I know is I saw a lady taking her pants off. I, I mean, I dig. That's sexy enough. Now, if we're but talking about goes, personal she, taste, yeah, she, I'm with what you're she, saying. But then she goes, you know. Okay. Don't be kids here almost all caught you last, caught time. You last time. So then you go like, oh, okay. So he's yamming. It's just they're they're you know living in yes. a bit of sin. And but she just like we ain't making this public. This yeah. ain't gonna be serious. You you know pipe me I down. I feel like she's time. embarrassed of him. Which oh, absolutely. I mean, as she should be. <laughs> no, and let's be real. He's yamming and he's cuddling. Oh yeah. Oh, and she's totally like, all right, buddy, enough. Yeah. Hey, go. He smells her hair when she's not looking. Ah, uh, she's he's, not. Looking. He's actually think about how many times she's been on Snapchat <laughs> asleep. <laughs> Just chilling with my bae. Now, guys, uh, please pause it on what they have <laughs> at her, uh, you know, at her wake. Okay, there are three hair scrunchies. There is a timer that I'm sure is set for an hour because that's all the time you get. With her name on it, oh. the stars. Okay. There is a, a sloth, I want to say. There's the Brooks and Dunn Greatest Brooks Hits Collection. There's undoubtedly her corsage from her prom. There's her baton from uh, Color Guard or Dance Team. And there are Sour Patch Kids. Now... If I've ever seen the effects of a small town hooker, <laughs> they're here. My, this is so well done. It's ridiculous. 
I would but love yeah. to see the list of things that they almost put on that table oh. and didn't go with. Yeah. Diaphragm. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, this is it's just so good. It really is. I Okay. And so much revenue comes from the strength of an ox. <laughs> it's a proverb. Yo, and Tulip is so fed up. He's just not having it. Yeah. And yeah, yo, I'm sitting in a chair, so it's fine. Oh, the one talking right now? She absolutely has the juice. Um, <laughs> Tulip is so fed up. It's a bullshit. terrible it's bullshit, is what it is. Tulip is my spirit animal so often. Yeah, and again, they went so different uh, as a character from the comics, but she's still so good. Like, yeah. She really is. I'm trying so hard to appreciate her because there's a lot of things I like about her. Yeah. And it's just, I didn't it's like such what's, a deviation. What's, what's coming next as far as her? Like, she went a little overboard. Like, but you know what? It's nice to finally have a chick in a show be the one that might go off half-cocked. Yeah, yeah. Pun intended. And and not in a and not in like a devious way. Not in a I've been plotting on these men all along and I get the last laugh. She reacted, in a strong, uh, aggressive, yeah. like yeah, in a bullheaded way. Agreed. And yo, she is not with. Clive, yeah. and Clive she is was, not with she her. She was ready to fist fight this this dude, yeah. and and Madam whatever knew yeah. that. And we and like, the thing hey, is, no, and no we know she can take him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. the thing. Like Clive we know he can't beat her up. Clive is probably like inside, like thank you, Madam. Yeah. Like Clive like, just got his nose squished in the front seat of a van the other episode. Oh, that's right. and you know I feel like Danny can't beat up Tulip. Oh no. I yeah, I don't think he can take her. So yeah. Nobody wants to hear your girly go power bullshit. Too bad about Lacey, great piece of ass. Which is oh, good dog. You work in a whorehouse long enough, eventually, and that's where you waiting on everybody in there to beat the dog shit out of him. Cause come on, dog. Like come on. Which like I said, Madam stepped in. She said, "Nope, not tonight." And then I tell you what, boys. In honor of Lacey and her peaceful ways, next hours on the house. And they, they, they my man popped up. He said, "Well." So I don't understand this. So they, this this like same group of dudes basically, like these these women are funded by like the same crew. Well, no, I'm and sure some other like passers through. Yeah. I guess. But no, I'm I'm almost certain that they're on retainer by Quinn Cannon's Meat and Power Company. Yeah, and in the not to be the in the comics person, but in the comics, Quinn Cannon and his group are new to town. They're not this like have been here for generations. Yeah, they're not established. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's the same kind of thing where they just come in and wreck shop. But because the company's so big and such a big deal, they let them get away with stuff like girl falling into a poo poo hole. Yeah, yeah. And yo, and then she's talking about Tulip's temper. She's like, your mom couldn't even handle it. She said she never tried. She was too busy up there handling all them boners and balls. Boners and balls. And so it's funny. Like, Tulip, I'm sure, you know, her and Jesse have, you know, done their thing. But she, like, it's hard to describe. Like, this is home to her. But she clearly has a disdain for, you know, like, for the, uh, the occupation. Yeah. Of course, she's not doing anything like that, but yeah. At least. Uh, I feel like her disdain is for the, the men partaking, and I feel yeah, like she, agreed. she respects the women, and she has this innate aggression towards any man who doesn't see these women as objects, even though their job is to be an object. She's reading her magazine. 
And then, yo, listen, guys, it wasn't three minutes between the time everybody went upstairs and she's done having that conversation. She sat down to read her book, to read her magazine, doesn't get to a page, and is right upstairs with the baton. And, yo, all he's doing is stroking. I didn't even notice that was the baton that she yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice until I paused stroking. it as she walked up the stairs. And she beat him clean out the window. Dude, but... And doesn't grasp herself until she realizes it's not Clive. Yeah, Clive <laughs> is behind her yeah. with the other... And, yo, the other, uh, and Cassidy is there. Yo, his erection probably snapped. <laughs> like dead ass. And, yo, he's just bleeding outside of his neck from a giant piece of glass sticking out of it. Yeah, this this scene didn't go anyway uh, the way the way I thought. I thought he was gonna like at the kiss. I didn't get any of that. Like I th- like everything I thought that was gonna. He- I thought he was gonna pull the glass out. Uh, like she was gonna try to stop him because you know she doesn't. She don't want him to bleed out. And he's like, no, 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 and pulls it out and lets the skin you know start to heal. And then, or when I, when he kissed her, I thought maybe she was gonna give him some kind of life force or something. No, he just wanted to cast, I guess. And it wasn't until, I guess, they're pretty consistent with the, with the blood the blood thing. But that's one of the best things about Cassidy, he, is he's like, yeah, I'm bleeding out of my neck, but I've got this hot girl, so I might as well use this. And she dead-ass kissed him deep, yeah, too. Yeah. She was all about Jesus and God and the Lord and Shiva and Ra. Because, yeah. like, I mean, it's the first time in a long time she probably killed somebody innocent or thought she was going to. You know, this guy didn't do nothing to her, but... but uh, Hit that thing too hard. Happens. And he got that glass sticking out the side <laughs> of his neck. And she's like, yo, I ain't got time to fill out no papers. I love this nurse. She's so calm. Yeah. She looks covered in blood. Yeah. She looks to the side and nobody's there. Yeah, yeah. Even if nobody's sitting there, there's blood everywhere on me, lady. Mm-hmm. But do you have Obamacare? Because, mm-mm. Well. <laughs> and, yo, like, he, oh, he's bleeding everywhere. Not that he shouldn't be, but, yeah. Like, I love the, like, the... The ultra-violence that follows him. Like, when he fell out the plane and his intestines are everywhere. Yo, he's just sucking on the blood from the blood bags <laughs> in the reserves. He's like, I think I'm going to make it. And smiles up at her so devious. She's looking at him like, this dude crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, whew. Good scene. Like, I, I appreciate the physicality that they are uh, able to show with him. I always feel like the Cassidy scenes are the best one in every episode. Yeah, yeah, he's very good. So immediately I said, Cassidy, as a tulip, Cassidy, Cassidy, tulip. Like, she did not know that first. Yeah, exactly, right? Because they sat in the church next to each other that one time. Um, or like a row apart. So, yo, Jesse's in the bed sleep. His dad wakes him up. He says, we gotta go. So it's the middle of the night. I, yeah, I I'm think not a big fan of Jesse's dad. I love I love Jesse's dad. I think he's fantastic. Uh, where do we gotta go? Yeah, like, ask your damn daddy where you gonna go. You like seven or some shit? Like no, we going. Um, but no, yeah, he goes to and see. It's funny when I first watched this, I thought he went to. Um, I thought this was gonna be like Queen Cannon's dad, and then I played the ages. I'm like, no, he's an old guy. So it's no, not just he's regular just, Queen was, Cannon. That's the first thing when they showed. Uh, I had to. You know, pause it and look at the name tag at the on door. The, uh, on the door, I'm like, oh, oh, and I was like, so this must be a young, a young, a young Odin Queen Cannon. Yeah, and when we say young, like 40 instead of 60. 
you know. Um, but yeah, um, so he's looking at like uh, like even the pin has his company on it there. And, yo, they are in there, and I don't know what the conversation was about. Muffled, agitated conversation. Yeah, but he's not happy to be, like, in there. Um, I'm totally perplexed by this scene, too. Like, what gets him up out of bed in the middle of the night? Yeah, like, like what was it he was going through? Um, now, again, we saw that picture of his family. So right, did so something happen to them? Yep. Yeah. And then he looks in and something sees something, but we're not allowed yeah. to see it. And he's telling he's telling Jesse's dad to denounce God. So he's like, "Hey, we're going." See, I, I hate scenes like this because I don't have that smug. I read the books. Yeah, because you can't attach it to. Yeah. So yeah, so he actually creeps in. Like he looks at him as he passes, and who knows what he sees? But yeah, so now they're uh, they're driving on the way home. And he says some people just can't be saved. It's like, whoa. That's uh that's heavy. So this is like, you know, him being a kid and thinking about it that hard, this seems to be the first real oh and he took the ashtray. Yeah. It seems to be the first real uh this is for you, Dad, other than, you know, becoming a preacher that we get because he directly, you know, influences something that, you know, his dad necessarily couldn't. And yo, poor bastard, no idea what's coming to him. Which is, of course, alluding to what happens to Gwen Cannon at the end of the episode. But, uh, you know, he's, uh, wh- what is this? Is this the Alamo? Mm, I swear I saw th- a, 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 I see a Nazi? No. No, nah, it was just the way the helmet was set up. I think it oh, might be okay. that. I thought I saw, like, like a Spanish-American oh, war or something. Sorry, Yeah. Dude. Well, it's Texas. They're, no, like, actually, it is. It is. Uh, what should we call it? Uh, it is the Alamo because they're talking about where uh, where Bowie David died. Bowie oh, died. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Or James Bowie. Or that. <laughs> David so, Bowie. Yeah. I'm thinking David Crockett. Um. So yeah. I know where David Bowie died, or when it was like recently. Um. So yeah, he's helping him paint these little models. Any of you guys have a uh uncle or grandfather who did anything like this? No. No whittling, no. No whittling uncles. Or... So we didn't do like small models but my stepdad painted like Star Trek models. <laughs> so yeah, I've seen I've seen like the meticulous like work that goes into these things. And, and I hang out at comic book shops and Trev, you do to a point now so do you see like uh, models. Adam, yeah. yeah, you see like the uh, like the Warhammer uh, 50,000 models, Warhammer 40,000 I think those things are really cool. I can't imagine taking that much time to uh, to paint something that I don't get to actually play with. I also Even feel though, like the the history like that's a southern thing. Yes, yes. That's why I went no about it. No, because of course it's oh, Alamo. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's that thing about you know being southern about uh, depicting all these war scenes where your son lost. Wait, were you lost? Or yeah. or at least the, the the war? Maybe you won that battle, but like, yeah. big deal. Yeah, I grew up on the East Coast, and coming down here and having to take Texas history, I was oh, like, same, oh. same way, mm-hmm. same way. I was like, this is just the state, though. But <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, you learn, yeah, you learn you quick. Said, when and you then said, they lit you on fire. When you said being wow. Southern, I was going to say, isn't it more, more like being te- a Texan? It's yeah, probably, this is. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, people in, uh, you know, Alabama and other horrible parts of the world paint <laughs> things like, uh, you know, Civil War models. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. episode one or two, 
they were doing uh, what's his face the Civil War reenactment. Like a yep. bunny was doing the uh, Civil War reenactment. So, mm-hmm. yep. I find this whole dynamic between Jesse and Quinn so weird. Like, why is he there? The why fact is that they he can like op- yeah. friendly to him and they can operate in the same space. Yeah. And I mean, there was um, like you feel like the relationship with. Jesse's dad and him wasn't always bad. You know, you feel like it wore thin. Because they were they were close enough for him to come and talk to him in his office. For whatever reason. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, they're talking about... You know, at this point... He, he seemed like somebody who had faith at one point and lost it. Because he's even addressing the idea of heaven and hell. You know, what if there's ice and darkness... Or the very popular, what if you just live, relive in your worst memory or fear over forever and over again for an oh. eternity? Yeah. yeah. You know, which for uh, you know, for, for a man of a certain level of importance was probably uh, not the not the fondest uh, thing you want to think of, especially when you just pulled somebody out of a poop hole. Yeah. Um, Nothing says I love you like well, burn, yeah, burn. well, yeah, burn. yeah. Hey, people who love each other burn each other all the time. They didn't know they yeah, were unclean. Okay? Flawed humans, not I was I was making not, a no. I was making a, a no condom joke. Um oh, okay. so yeah. Well, people people get burned every day, B. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he tells me, yo, I could make you go to church. He said, That wouldn't be very Christian of you. And just and then looks away like, Boy, I'm doing these models, baby. <laughs> well it would be, right? got to push this on you. He's like, you treat me like those uh, those black people. Um, so he tells him, he's like, my father's land, you've always wanted it. Hell yeah, I wanted it. He's the biggest plot left that you don't already own. And then he looks up at him. What is a hectare? A, a, a hectare? A hectare? So I take that as a, uh, yeah, is, like that, is that 10 acres? acres? Like 10 that. square acres, I guess. Wait, ten isn't heck, heck. Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying seven. Like, it's just whatever the a, a bunch of you know. Yeah, acres. it's a bunch of acres. Yeah, multiple multiple acres. Yeah, you're and talking hectares. Yo. You got land. He said, "Come like to church." Steve might, me, Steve might tell us about it. Yeah, we have a friend who owns slaves. Um, oh. Or, <laughs> and so, no, he actually lives in a house <laughs> that looks too. like a. Yeah, right. <laughs> he, gosh. He um he just lives in a very um like a, a house that looks like a plantation house and I like his house and he has the biggest yard ever and so we have to make jokes because he's like the uh, he's the white guy in our crew so you know we got to get these jokes off and he's not paying anybody to mow that lawn he's no that he says I seen people under the stairs I I know what's going on oh uh, apologies apologies I don't know what that hates these slave jokes, and here I am. Yeah, they had, they had to get. Not only did you have to get it off, you had to make sure it came out right too. Like, hey, 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 <laughs> no, no, hey, no, no. don't uh, yeah. yeah. And so again, we get these um, like 1881 in Texas and Houston as these big uh, you know, white letters, and we're describing place. And here we get Sunday, and it is live in there, which and I. At first, I'm like, yo, did he go talk to everybody? But nope, he's auctioning off this TV, baby. Church raffle today right out front. Today. I and wish I, that I TV thinking, would have uh, tipped is over. Is just the box? Or is... They got the TV on top of the box. So you know we're not playing. Oh, I didn't even see the TV. Yes, it is on top. Wait, is it, is it secure? 
That's what I'm saying. I need it to tip over. Here's your thousand bucks, secretary lady. Oh, but you know what? They do have it. I think they do have it strapped down because they do have the raffle bowl next to it. And it's waving a little bit in the wind. So, yeah. He's like, I thank you all for coming out this morning. Um, And, you know, basically alludes to you don't really want to be here. <laughs> and there oh, he set this up can be doing. Like, so nicely, like how to get them there, who to have there to make his point. And then his actual uh, uh, sermon was like, yeah, y'all done fell out of faith, not out of favor, but y'all done forgot about the Lord and just shaming these people in this calm, like matter of fact, un- you like find the lie kind of way. Like, these yeah, where is the like, lie? Yeah, these people are like, how dare you, preacher? Like, mm-hmm, well, it's funny because really? they all look taken aback, but it's like, I don't feel like But at the same time, they're accepting it. it. Yeah, yeah, they're agreed. Like, oh, I can't believe you said things that are actually true. <laughs> they were how, just how shocked at the fact that they were that they were said. And even I think the uh, we gotta learn her name, Karen or whatever. Uh, I feel like Secretary she, is pretty adequate for that character. Secretary, she's uh. Her face throughout this whole thing really, like, kind of told the story. On two levels, because she's, like, seeing it different. Like, well, what's this guy up to? But and she, she's watching their eyes, too. Which she's, is really cool. she's reacting to the effect he's having on them. She's looking at him as this new kind of, huh, never seen this party, uh, Jesse. And probably also hearing what he's saying as, as well. Well, and a part of this that's unique, too, is he says, like, the normal stuff, like the whiskey's not going to save you. But he also says your your love for your kids isn't going to save you. Yep. And you notice it cuts right to her at that point. Yeah, and the mayor, too. Like, his facial reactions are very good when this is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's same love with the romance. Same with the sheriff, yeah. I wish Assface was there. Yeah, right? Like, he's, you know, he's sitting in the back, way back. Like he's in. Like they don't even have a bell tower, but that's where he's sitting right now. <laughs> he's in the bell tower plot right now. Um, but yeah, he tells him like it's not too late. He hits him with that hard preaching that, that fifty-five straight, straight, straight out the revelations. Um, but yeah, he's like, no, start right now. I'm gonna bring you back to God. Me personally, one by one. And I got a couple of people nodding. They waited. Okay, beginning with. One man amongst us who is strayed furthest. Dang, you gonna call me out like that, dog? And they all stand up. I, this was the part I didn't. I I I, I was like, this is he's sitting there like for real, dramatic. dog. Way too dramatic. Well, old people in church, huh? They people love wrong. a good. They, people love a good judging. Yeah. <laughs> they, man, speak on it. Um, but yeah, he said, "Be led forth in peace." He said, "Right." <laughs> The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees in the field will clap their hands. Uh, I'm just uh, looking at him. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I'm all Quinn Cannon at this point. Like, he, I love him. They, they will. Yeah. He said, will you serve God? And he looks at him. No. no. Nope. And no, so I think it's cool he at least tried to talk him in. Like, he tried to really talk to him. Will you serve him? But, he tried to shame him into he, it at first. But he knew. Yeah, I think he knew how it was going to work out. He's like, all right, I don't know. He said, I win, and it wasn't even close. Leave, gonna... Puts his hand on his shoulder. He has some eyes on him. I like how they play up when the power actually works. Because his eyes almost go wide. 
and you get kind of under the bags, and then you kind of see like the scruff on his face kind of shift a little bit, and he curls his lip. Like it's just really good how they do it. Yeah, I was wondering about that because in the comics, the speech turns red. Yeah, yeah, it's just a different yeah, it's a different word bubble what it does exactly. But I think they found a way to get that across. I don't know if they'll always go with that same shot, but yeah. It says, I ask you again, will you serve God? Of course I, I love the pause. Yeah. Huh. yeah why, why would I do And then he just says, else? yes, sir. Yeah. Of course I will. And everybody's looking like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. And it's just, you know, not one big, dumb, extravagant miracle thing that would be considered. I mean, like, let's just uh, do this one little... If I can get this one, and then the rest, you know... Go, now, the, real quick, I want to pause it before we go to uh, to our, our heaven agents there. So, guys, how bad is that going to go? Like, on a scale of 1 to 10, how bad is I Will Serve God going to go? Terribly. Yeah, real bad. It sounds like the worst idea ever. I mean, like, it started, I started off this, this episode saying... Oh, he's getting cocky, and he's got yeah. he's putting play. He does not know what's. He's not even. You would think this part of his journey of whatever's in him, he has to. He knows because he's done this thing and had. To, you know, he knows something is in him. He has this power. He hasn't even tried to figure it out. A, where it came from. B, the real limits. Do I have to be? I mean, Ted. I was so specific. You know, show her your heart or whatever. Open. No, actually, he wasn't. He said, "Open up your heart to her." What he should have did was take his heart out and then cut it and open it up. But whatever, it's just nitpicking. But uh, he's so. Uh, what's the uh, word I'm looking for? Uh, not brash, brazen. He, just, yeah, bra- he's brazen. He's cocksure. Oh, hubris. That the hubris yeah. that he thinks he can just. <laughs> he doesn't even try to understand it. That's like my biggest thing. Yeah. He's not even trying to understand what's going on because that's no, the, the first thing I would do. I'd have to try to study. I'd be have to try and take blood samples, like what's in me. But he's not even curious in that Mm-mm. sense. He's just like, I got it. I yeah, got he's just it. that's it. Well, so I got it. I, I'll be honest. Like this, I didn't love this episode because I felt like at the end of the day, not a lot happened. There's great moments, but. Total plot-wise, I didn't feel like a lot moved. Yeah, and, you know, character. it's funny, um, and, and that's what's interesting, like, because we, we did encounter that a lot with, um, like, with Flash episodes, Danny. We would that, even say, um, well, this was an action episode that was all uh-huh. about the story, this flavor, this weekly villain. Oh, or this was just all about driving plot forward. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, and, and what's different, again, like, um, Anvil's a character in this show. You know, like the town itself. And so, yeah, like you said, we, um, us not being on the road, we do spend a lot of time just kind of furthering that world, if not furthering actual plot. So, no, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from there. Um, and guess who has a, a palm full of Cheeto dust? <laughs> yeah, tall, awkward guy. Yeah. Oh. Like that's the essence of the human experience. Yeah. Right it's like he didn't even know what to do with it. Like, uh, lick it off your fingers, dumbass. He's just looking <laughs> at it like, look at this Stupid. orangey hey, yo. film. So the phone's ringing. He picks up the phone, and yeah. guess what? I knew this the phone out. keeps ringing because it ain't the right phone. Yeah. Which was oh, so, con- so, con- so convenient that they have these. And you know what this is? Like, 
you guys know when you were kids and you were out way too late and your parents said you should be home and you were like, yo, maybe they're asleep. As long as they don't call me, I'm good. But you can't stop looking at the phone. <laughs> That's what's happening with them right now. Because like, I'm going to have it out just in case they call. But yeah, and it's just ringing and to the point where he's still holding the other phone yeah, and backs back away from the way. phone. I want no parts of this conversation. But they don't show you like whether the phone receiver snaps back or if the base f- falls off the table. He pulls it that far. So what I'm hoping is like this episode is the equivalent of putting the ball on the tee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like that's what I was getting at was saying. Yeah, you know, this didn't move it very far. I see them getting the pieces into place, and I see them like the thing with Quinn Cannon is setting up a problem. This phone call is setting up a problem. But this episode and the last episode felt like getting stuff into place, and now I'm like, okay, now I need my payoff. Yeah, but I ne- I personally needed the last week, especially, and, and this week even uh, to a lesser extent, just kind of, oh, this is what these people are all about. Oh, that she was right. No wonder she's a tough cookie, you know. For like, oh, no, I'm completely selfish. Like, I'm like, I don't care if no one else knows what's going on. <laughs> just give me Santa Killers. Oh. And give me hair star, and give me my favorite oh, characters. Get star. Oh, when okay. they when they teased him, I should have. Yeah, him. yeah, because they went to like uh, went to his uh, headquarters per se. Um, okay, so guys, so look at look at the preview here. Um, so it's Jesse standing under the most beautiful tree with no leaves, with the most beautiful sunset, sunset or the most beautiful him, yeah. autumn leaves under him. Um, and he's just so happy to be staring off in space. Now, it's him meeting with the two weirdos. And they're talking about what he has. And then you have, um, you got broke arm guy, um, standing out there with his wife. Yeah. You have the mayor in Queen Cannon toasting whiskey. And then him sitting there in the chair like, what is going on? Why are we being nice to these people? And then, yeah. Everybody seems to be a bit off. And then, you know, somebody's bashing in uh, Eugene's windows. Cassidy and Tulip are talking. Uh, Secretary sitting on the toilet. She's robbing somebody. There's a lot of things going Who's on. Who's robbing somebody? Tulip, because she put on the black ski mask. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we. Um, I, I think you might get your wish, Danny, and that a bit more may happen next week. Um, so yeah, guys, that was our episode. Um, who? I think you know to this point again. It's very different from from the source material, but I do like the setup of uh, what was it? Was that movie Needful Things? Is that where the uh, where the devil runs a pawn shop? Mm, and Stephen then, King novel. Yeah, and then you know um, you go in there and you wish for certain things and it doesn't work out the way you want. So far, that's kind of what we're getting. Only the guy who's running the shop doesn't know he's not giving you what you want yet. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's there's going to be some buyer's remorse coming up, it looks like. Um, well, so, Trav's uh, perspective is good. It's good to know that for somebody who didn't read it, you're like, no, I needed that to lay the groundwork. Because yeah. yeah, if you can no. fill in the gaps, it's a whole different show. Yeah, and, and the fact that I'm, all this stuff, uh, it's going to go bad with Quinn Cannon and his serve God nonsense. It's going to go bad with the pedo guy. It's going to go bad. It's going to go bad and probably all at the same time. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, being, what, our, our fourth episode in, uh, Danny, so far, 
Um, you know, what's your take on the series, you know, as a whole from what you've seen? And not so much where do you hope it's going, because I think we have a, a clear idea of that. What do you see happening over the next uh, little bit over, you know, half a season that they have to uh, to work with? Man, the pacing on this show, it's so hard to tell. You know what I mean? Like, I could see them ending this show, this season, where the comics essentially started. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. Which would be a double-edged sword. Like, for, for those of us that read it, it'd be a great payoff. Like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Or it might be like, but I wanted to see that from the beginning. I don't know how I'd feel. Yeah. Um, but but here's I what that, I think, though. I think uh, it's real quick, keep ramping up. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, the, the biggest difference in the start of the comics and this, you know, we didn't, and, you know, try not to give too much away, we didn't get a chance to care for these people outside of, Cassidy and Tulip and Jesse like the rest of these people we didn't have an emotional reaction toward and I feel like like that's building regardless of what's going to happen toward the end you know what I mean like there's people with children and husbands and wives and like romances that aren't working out their way and all kinds of stuff like that that we didn't necessarily have at the beginning of of the comics so you know it's going to be interesting to see how that plays um well first off I want to thank you for joining us on this. This is our first uh, three-person booth, as it were, here on a fan-by-fan show. Uh, did you enjoy your time? I had a blast, man. Thanks so much for having me on. This was oh, super no. fun. This, it was a lot of fun for us, too. I think um, this is, you know, outside of um, like the, the, the mainline South Congress stuff that I've done, I think Travis, with me and you, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is the longest we've done, you know, kind of a uh, – a show program focused show with a woman is that about oh, right not even oh yeah yeah. yeah yeah absolutely because you know on the other side of what we do um you know when um hosting travis's wrestling show we definitely have you know women call in but it's not as in-depth few as and far between yeah. and and yeah it's about a specific time. Hey, I got a question about Roman Reigns or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's not quick. It's, well, I hope I represent the fake geek girls very well. Well, no, no. We, we appreciate <laughs> you. We appreciate you having the, having the time for us. And I think, um, you know, it, it's always good to have, you know, a perspective that's not as close to ours. Because as much as we try to fight it sometimes, Travis and us spend so much time around each other. Some of the thoughts run together. We're, we're, we're around each other a whole lot. So, so, one, it's nice to have an outside perspective. It's always nice to have a woman's perspective on this stuff as well. Um, you know, before we get out of here, Danny, is there, um, I, I know you're on Facebook of if anybody's interested in talking, uh, preacher or comics or anything with you, is there anywhere else on social media that you can be reached? Man, I'm a plebe. All I've got is the Facebook. I'm an old ass grandma that could barely get on this Skype call to do this thing. So <laughs> okay, which is perfectly <laughs> fine. And what we'll do, um, they can you look know, in the it, comments on uh, the comments on your Facebook because I'm always talking shit at you. There you go, and and we'll I definitely <laughs> tag you in the uh, in, in the show notes for uh, for for tomorrow, so so everybody will see that when it goes up. Um, as far as getting in touch with uh, with Travis and I, if you guys want to talk preacher, you want to talk Flash, want to talk a bit of wrestling. Um, as far as the uh, the Twitter goes, that's going to be uh, Trav Lord for Travis and Seahawk for me. If you if you look at my Twitter over the last couple of days, you'll see um, I got my 15 minutes of Twitter fame. I think we might talk about that uh, a bit more on your show tomorrow when we uh, when we do the introductions. As far as the uh, the the Black Geek guy stuff goes. Oh, um, was the Jordan face? No, it was not a Jordan face this time. No, as a matter of fact, that that being yours, we can talk about it a little bit here. So, Danny, I um, 
there was just this hashtag on Twitter that was uh, Black Jordan, or not Black Jordan face, what am I talking about? It was uh, Black Geek Guys. And, you know, like you put up, like, your picture or whatever. And, you know, I happen to be one of those. Then all of a sudden, 300 people retweeted and, like, 1,200 people like it. So I, I had a time. I got a couple of marriage proposals. Those were interesting. Um, I hope it was the screen cap of you from the Everest. <laughs> the Everest oh, God, no. Oh, God. No, it was... Well, that that one's interesting. No, it was um it was one of me at Everest in the Spider Man costume. I think you were gone by that time. Oh. But um yeah, so that was fun times. Um so no, if you wanna um I don't know if you wanna look at those funny pictures or um yeah, like I said, just talk uh some preacher, some flash, uh if you Darrell, talk some anime. I, I did watch Flashpoint, so uh anybody uh Yeah, oh gosh. Ooh. Danny, have you watched Flashpoint? No, but I saw the announcement season is going to be Flashpoint. That should have burned. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, episode one is going to be Flashpoint. <gasps> Travis is incredibly excited about that. You can't believe it. Yeet. So, Danny, I don't know if you've caught this, but here's – we got some time. Here's Travis's uh, – his I'll, – I'll say his largest issue, and he can explain it different if I don't explain it correctly. His issue with uh, next season of Flash is that, quote-unquote, nothing's going to matter. It'll matter, but nothing's going to count. Like it's all going to go. That's the bad. same word. That's the same word. No, it'll matter to like <laughs> and like whoever yeah. remembers. I, I, I agree with you. Oh, I feel no. that way about the first couple seasons, though. I'm like, so I'm three seasons deep, and I just need to just take take all that money out of those emotional bank accounts and start on over. All right. Well, that, that's after actually a good point. point too. After seeing Flashpoint, I was like, oh, I'm exactly right. Next no. season, at least the first. You know, a handful, half a dozen episodes aren't going to meet dick. Uh, You know, at least they're taking a different ride. I'll take it. I would rather them go balls out than do another, like, here's another villain who might be faster than the Flash. Yeah, well, that's true. You guys in your, you guys in your, I want my comic shows to be serials. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Like, like, I'm sure, like, I'm not an NCIS guy. Um, like I catch like the last five minutes of it whenever it comes on before Raw, but I'm sure nothing happened on NCIS in ten seasons. Oh no, it's just the same episode over and over. Yeah, I'm sure nothing's happened, and people eat that shit up, so, yeah. (laughs) But no, um, once again, yeah, right, Twitter, it's, um, you know, Seahawk and Travlord, Instagram, it's the same thing, Seahawk and Travlord, um... Of course, um, you can find, you know, Trav's show is a weekly call-in wrestling show, um, the PW Torch East Coast cast on Twitter at East Coast cast. And then if you want to listen in, that's going to be every Wednesday, 630, 5, 6.30 Eastern, 5.30 Central um, until we're done talking, which can be, you know. <laughs> whatever time um, I'm pretty sure this week's show and this should be up before that show is going to be fascinating because it'll be a day after um, the suspension of uh, your former WWE champion so that'll be pretty cool um, guys anything else before we get out of here no man thanks all for having me yeah I think we covered everything oh no yeah pleasure was all ours once again guys this has been the South Congress podcast fan by fan show for AMC's Preacher I am Cameron uh, he is Travis, and she is Danny. Uh, thank you guys again for listening, and we're out. Yeah. And I ain't Ron Reagan. I ain't saying you should say no. I'm saying take it. You got a mask to your high. Open your eyes. See this bass and this fly. I think I 
I'm Malcolm Middle. I think I'm Du Bois. Think I'm Vonnegut. I'm the new Freud. Think I am the leader. Leader of the people. Goddamn, I'm a black superhero. I'm a black superhero. I'm a black superhero. I'm a black superhero.